Welcome to Covenant Church's Sermon Discussion. This conversation happens most Wednesdays on Facebook Live between me, Michelle Lichty, the Communication Director at Covenant, and the Preaching Pastor from the previous Sunday. If you haven't already, I recommend listening to the sermon before listening to our discussion. Well, good afternoon. I'm Michelle Lichty, and I'm here today with David Henderson. Good afternoon to all of you. You know, David, I wasn't sure um, that we were actually going to be able to discuss your sermon this past Sunday. And here we are. And here we are. Yeah. Uh, another, um, this is like unexpected turn number five or six in this process with my eye. Uh, I was scheduled, as many of you know, to have my surgery today. And um, I went for my um, kind of six month assessment after the surgery and and then uh, my this six week. week yeah six, six weeks week. did i say six months yes yeah, six weeks <laughs> yeah and so i um and i was also thinking it was the the two days ahead of time pre-op meeting for the surgery i was going to have today and the guy said well actually um your cornea looks a little bit better and and i said well it's funny you would say that because i just have noticed in the last couple of days just the beginning of some clear vision all the way on the periphery of my eye so i i he's it's like, well, what should we do? And he he said, let's just track it for a month, see what happens. And he said he wasn't comfortable going any further than that. But mm-hmm. um, possibility of, of kind of permanent losses that might come if we don't go ahead and rectify it at some point. Yeah. Um, so this is a continue to pray and wait and watch what God chooses to do in this in between time. And now the surgery is scheduled for a leap day. And I don't think we'll leap past that. I think that's going to be the, he said, if something miraculous happens, great. And we don't have to do the surgery. And if not, we have this incredible uh, procedure available to us. That's really successful. And he's confident wow. it'll work. So yes. Yeah. So here we are. So here we are yeah. unexpectedly. And yeah. And I, I told you right before we came on, I almost didn't take notes. Cause I was like, Oh, he <laughs> was having his eye surgery. We won't have a discussion. I don't need to take notes. And then I thought, actually, it just does help me focus. So I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> do <great>. it. <laughs> so I'm so glad I did. So here we are. So here we are. We're going to discuss your sermon this past Sunday, How to Share Faith with Those Who Don't Believe Like Us, from mm-hmm. Colossians chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. Um, and, you know... You started your sermon, and I. this is what I wrote down. We think in terms of what we lack or what mm-hmm. we're missing when we think about sharing our faith. And I thought, wow. Did you have a spotlight on me? <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that all of us? Yeah. I think yeah. so. It's a common feeling. Like, I don't, oh, ha- yeah. I, what if I don't have the right answer? What if I don't yeah. know what to say? It's probably it's probably one of the most common things that I hear as I talk with people about evangelism is I just I'm not confident that I have what I need to do that well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so I really it's it's fun. I pray there's a passage from Isaiah chapter 50 that I pray that talks about God giving wisdom and understanding um, each day. So that, and it says so that I may know how to comfort your people. And I was praying mm. that I pray that every day just for the wisdom to know in my teaching and preaching and inter, uh, one-on-one conversations and sharing faith that, uh, that God would do that. And I just thought, boy, the comfort that God's people need when it comes to evangelism is you've got this. I mean, it, mm. God is the, the, the great evangelist and 
he actually has, according to scripture, given us everything that we need. That's not wishful thinking. It is really his assurance and promise that we've got everything we need. I've got a story to tell. Mm -hmm. Jesus is part of my life and Jesus has changed my life. And my mm -hmm. life is telling that story. My words can tell that story too. And I actually have God resident within me, the Holy right. Spirit. And scripture promises that God was at work in the hearts and souls of people I will encounter as I go through my day, drawing them to, to himself. And those same scriptures promise that the Holy Spirit will give me the words that I need when I'm called upon to, to communicate my faith. Yeah. 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 It's this incredible peace that and rest that comes in that. And it does. And, you know, I grew up in the era of, um, you know, for youth group activity, we would go to the local like sh outdoor shopping mall and we would have our stack of four spiritual laws. And we would say, do you know Jesus would, you know, like we would have like two questions to introduce it. And we would walk through the spiritual laws, four spiritual laws and invite them to pray the prayer. And um, I think there is a time and place for that. And it's not necessarily with your next door neighbor. Yes. And yes. <laughs> Agreed on both those counts. Yeah. There was a time when the typical American was very biblically literate, had a lot of background in the Christian faith and was pretty likely to be at least warm to God, if not mm -hmm. a, a follower of Jesus. And so the, the starting assumptions um, are so different than where people are now, as we're so much more multicultural than we were when mm. you were a teenager and when right. I was. And, uh, and there are different faiths that find much more expression and the confidence in the, in the church has just gone, has sunk through the floor and uh, the confidence in the authority of scripture um, it has gone the same direction. And so we just, right. we just do not have the same starting point. Right. Right. Well, and I think we've said this, you have said this over and over. Um, and we at covenant have said this over and over. We want to develop relationships with people. We don't want to consider people as projects. Yes. Uh, and Michelle, you know, I've been thinking about this and, and I may have said something um, to this effect in an earlier conversation we had. I think back over people that I've heard of who came to Christ through that kind of um, four spiritual laws presentation to a stranger. And, and then uh, think about the way that it's happened, what happens when somebody comes to Christ through a friendship that's formed and then being folded into the life of the church at the same time they're, they come to a place of faith. And it just seems like the staying power of the second one compared to the first is so much greater mm. that, that a person, I, I remember doing a beach evangelism thing with crew uh, shortly after I became a Christian, sharing the gospel with a total stranger. He committed his life to, uh, to Christ on the beach um, mm -hmm. he, uh, told me the next day he wanted me to meet his dad. I went to meet his dad. His dad said, who are you? And what are you talking about? I don't want my son to believe my son looked at him, looked at me and said, okay, I don't believe. Never mind. See you later. And it was like, you know, <laughs> we, we had no context for anything. And it's like, what, what wow. even was that? That, that yeah. was that commitment that he made. Yeah. So relationships, uh, 
are so important in the way that we share the gospel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Trust, people having trust in us is the single most important step in their beginning to explore the possibility of trusting God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, so then just turning to Colossians 4, um, talking a little bit about that, those the, those verses, um, you talked about, you know, the definition of an outsider, which isn't the us and them verse right. that we just means see. a non-Christian. It just means somebody who's not following Christ. Right. Um, and then be wise in the way you act. Yeah. And we, we, you know, I think this is where the insecurity is for so many people is I don't feel wise in the way I construct an argument. I feel like if you put me with a pretty bright person who's done a little bit of research on this, um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be tripping all over my own toes because I don't know how to present a compelling argument that will persuade them. Mm-hmm. And and it is really interesting that that's not the direction Paul goes. It, wisdom for Paul and for Scripture is not uh, framing in an intellectual argument. It's how you live your life that in a way that reflects that God is at the center of it. So wisdom starts to show up in compassion and kindness and humility, gentleness, patience, being peace-loving, being considerate. Um, all of those qualities of wisdom that are echoed again and again, that's how we are to be with those mm. who are outside the faith. Mm-hmm. It's such a different way of, of approaching it. It is. And it just, it feels like it takes the pressure off. Like, I don't necessarily have to have the constructed argument i don't have to have an answer for everything um but and i need to be wise in how i treat people yeah and i sometimes you know at some some level it's also like whoa wait a second that's that can be a lot of pressure too like if i have some really bad habits and the way i treat people yeah i mean and i i think um you know, if we've walked for G- with Jesus not too long, our our heart orientation is going to begin to change. We're going to have more patience with people who are who are rude or impatient with us. And um, mm-hmm. but it it does seem like I mean, I'm persuaded that us being pushy or rude, based on what Paul says in this passage, us being pushy or rude kind of inserting ourselves into conversation, trying to push someone to get to a place where we want them to be is pretty sure to not work. It's pretty sure to backfire Mm. because that's not, you know, the central qualities that Jesus describes of a, of a wise person who is wise and understanding. It's the person who walks with the humility of Christ. And so whatever is, whatever doesn't reflect that humility will and and it's when we're in a disagreement with someone, we can come on strong. Mm. Uh, I think Paul would say, no, that's really, that is where it gets important. How we, um, the way we monitor how we're communicating. It's not so much this compelling argument we're making as is my, is my heart in a humble posture. Mm-hmm. Am I teachable? Am I encouraging? Am I open? Am I mm-hmm. loving? Am I kind? Am I patient? Right. Yeah. Not pushy and rude. Right. Right. 
and then and i think when we when we are wise in the way we act not pushy not rude not you know drilling pushing hard to make a point win the argument um then we have those opportunities those holy spirit prompted moments um where we can share our story describe our experience with jesus share the good news of jesus and give a reason for our faith if depending on what the situation calls mm -hmm. for yeah, I, I remember I, I, a um a time i was out i was living in illinois and i was out downtown with a girlfriend and we ran into somebody that i knew from the business community and she was we were just chatting and I said, well, yeah, you know, our oldest is going to be going to public school. I was homeschooling at the time and she was floored because she knew how much I loved homeschooling. And she was like, why did you do that? Why would you do that? And um, I think because she was also homeschooling her kids, um, but she was not a follower of Christ. And I was like, uh, how do I explain to this woman who's not a follower of Christ that God brought me to a point where I needed to submit to my husband's decision to send our <laughs> oldest child to school, right? Like those are not words you use in the business community. Right. And, and God gave me the words. Mm -hmm. And I remember leaving the store and my girlfriend was with me and she was like, how did you come up with that? I'm like, mm -hmm. I have no idea. It was the Holy Spirit. I had no idea what I was saying. And it was that making that most of that opportunity mm. of describing a relationship with my husband mm. that brought me um, to the same point where he was in that in that decision. Yeah, and not, Michelle, this is talk about yes, and talk about the pressure being off. You know, um, it's it is so interesting to me. I remember uh, somebody pointing this out to me years ago that the word that the New Testament never uses when it comes to our sharing our faith is proselytize, which means make someone a convert. That mm. is not my job. Um, and, and it also never says win an argument. That is not my job. Mm. And if those become my goal, then I will start to become rude and pushy. It'll, the point I'm making becomes more person, more important than the person I'm making it to and more important than the person I represent. And then mm. that's where we get sideways. And that's why, so I think there is so much freedom yeah. when you go back and look at those three words. Uh, those are all things we can do. Tell your story, witnessing, you know, here's how I've experienced Jesus. And then good newsing is the next one, evangelizing. And that's where I'm just giving people a simple ex explanation of who this Jesus guy is and why he came. And we can all do that. And and I, I was fun to kind of come across the aha uh, in this past week of, wow, our own crown logo and statement of identity and purpose mm -hmm. and, and statement of calling are just a great way of presenting the gospel to someone. They just, they, they, and then the third one is to just be able to give an explanation for why, what we believe, why we believe what we believe. And I think that one might take a little homework on our part, especially if we've kind of grown up in the faith and it just has right. seemed right for us to believe rather than mm -hmm. someone whose story is more like mine who really wrestled through some of those kinds of things. Right. So it's a place we may want to do a little bit of homework, but we don't have to do a lot. You know, it's like 
we have good reasons to believe the authority of scripture or believe Christianity is true or believe that Jesus was unique among people who've walked on this planet. And so then what happened on the cross 2000 years ago makes a difference today. You know, those are things we can offer explanations mm -hmm. for in a, in a reasonable way. Yeah. Yeah. In a reasonable way. That's again, not the point isn't to win the argument. Mm -hmm. The point is to introduce the idea Right. And let the Holy Spirit do the work. Yeah. And this goes back, Michelle, to what you said earlier that is so important. If, if bottom line, my goal is to get you to accept the gospel, that's a way of saying Christianity comes down to a few tenets that we believe. Mm. And my job is to get you to go from not believing them to believing them. I'm going to approach a conversation really differently if, mm. on the other hand, um, I understand that the essence of Christianity is I have a relationship with the God of the universe through God the Son. Mm -hmm. And the primary purpose of my conversation is in love, I'm approaching you in the hopes that you might come to know him too. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a radically different way we are going to approach those two conversations. And I may not have brilliant answers for your brilliant questions. And there are a lot of good questions people have to ask about Christianity, but I can introduce you to this Jesus who is in my life and who has changed my life. Right. Yes, that does make a, a big difference in how we approach people. And it allows us to have like going on to verse six, right? Colossians four, verse six, to have our conversation be full of grace and yeah. seasoned with salt, which is the whole purpose. Well, which is where you got the name for the, the sermon right. series. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And to think, and you know, what there are different ways people describe grace, but to just think of it in terms of being the opposite of justice, justice mm -hmm. is eye for an eye. It's so tempting for us in any interaction with someone we ever have to, to, um, to tune in to how they're related to us and then give them back what we're getting from them. And mm -hmm. this is just saying, nope, that's not how we do it. We don't tune, we don't get, this isn't eye for an eye. It's not eye for an eye. It's grace to someone who doesn't deserve it any more than I did when mm. grace came into my life. Mm -hmm. It just leads to a totally different manner in which I'm going to be relating with someone. And and I don't have to take my cues from their impatience or, or rudeness or insensitivity or unkindness or whatever it might be. Right. And that, I think, takes, I hate to say practice, but it kind of does. And it's a hard, hard thing to practice. Right. <laughs> Because if someone's hostile to you, then the immediate response can be, mm -hmm. well, I'm going to be hostile back to you, or I'm going to run away. And it's like, okay, how can I be in the moment um, when my my whole body is saying, I'm going to fight you or I'm going to flee? Mm -hmm. um, and we're not going to get it right every time. And, and, and this sounds, I, I, I think your, your observation is really right, Michelle. And um, interestingly, I, I think you're exactly right. I think it does take, take some practice to be, to kind of be at ease in living that out. 
Um, but the interesting thing that in my experience, and I know you've experienced this too, is intriguingly, it's as I spend more time with the Lord each mm. day, mm -hmm. then I'm actually bringing into my, my heart is being transformed through that time I spend with him. And I'm bringing that transformed, softened, humbled, gentle heart more and more. That's the heart I'm bringing into every interaction I have. Yeah. So, so I'm not thinking, oh, <laughs> Michelle, you're going to treat me that way. Well, here's how I'm going to treat you. Mm -hmm. I've just spent time today and, and every other day with this guy who just forgave a debt that's the equivalent of a $30 million debt. So if I find myself in um, you in my debt because you're treating me rudely to the tune of two or $3,000, it's like, that's nothing. I, I've been forgiven this. I've been received with patience and kindness and not rudeness in response to my rudeness towards God. Mm -hmm. I've been received in grace. So I get to bring that um, fresh experience of the gracious welcome of God into all of my welcomings of others as I go through the day. Mm -hmm. so, so our time with the Lord is not just not this checklist thing that I do. You know, I do my prayer list and I do my Bible reading and on I go into the day. No, it's time to be with the one we love, the one mm -hmm. who matters most to us, the one who alone on this planet is able to satisfy and fulfill us. It's the one for whom we live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how you ended your sermon with the story about the prisms mm. and how we are to shine as followers of Christ. We are to shine in this world like the prisms in direct sunlight, um, just flashing God's color all around. And I think you had a story to share um, of someone who is doing that from our covenant family. Are you thinking of the conversation we just had right before we came uh -huh. on? Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. This is so fun. I love this. And I, I, I'll try to make this just really vague because I want to let them be the one who share, you know, their own names and tell the story as they want to. Right. But it was incredibly fun. It was that, that afternoon after I got back from preaching, I got a text from a couple, a couple of folks from covenant who had gone to a wedding and, uh, and these are, these are folks many in our church would know, just dear, uh, wonderful people who are really um, sacrificial in the way that they're giving themselves in ministry in the life of the church uh, as lay people uh, and, and people in whom we see the light of Christ. But one of them sent a picture of the other one uh, uh, with her hand on the shoulder of a street vendor who had tattoos all up and down his arm. Um, and he was in front of his little uh, grill and uh, she was praying for him um, at night in this city that they'd never been to before. Um, and, uh, and it was so fun to hear the two of them talk about that experience. Uh, the one who took the picture saying, she, she's just like this everywhere she goes, the light of Jesus shines in her. And so I texted her and said, oh, I love this, it's so beautiful to see. And she said, but, but pastor, it's, it's what you've taught us. We're salt and light and wherever we go, uh, we get to serve him in this way. And I said, I know it isn't. I mean, he said, and God is working everywhere we go. I said, I know. And isn't it so fun to be part of that work that he would give us that privilege to be part of that work. And she said, I know it's, it's the way to live. And uh, so it's just this sweet exchange and so moving 
to see that little stealth picture taken of of the very thing we're talking about being lived out uh, just as a part of as a way of life mm -hmm. yeah and yeah what a picture of light shining through a person in a beautiful colorful prismatic sort of way yeah and that really does go back to the beginning of the message um our sharing our faith is not about what we lack it's about what we have we yeah. have the light of christ in us mm -hmm. and we have to work pretty hard to cover that up and squelch it and so for us just to be able to stand between jesus and another person and let the light of jesus shine through our life into their life we can all do that and we are doing that and and yeah. so many in the covenant family are doing that so beautifully i just I, just to share another story i'm gonna have to be incredibly vague about this one too but um someone just came up after church on sunday and uh this is a person who is exploring the christian faith and uh is is really being drawn to what this person is experiencing in the covenant family and and has come to conversations about Christianity. So it's been, I mean, it's kind of, it's really been fun to watch this exploration. And this person sat next to a person who's part of the covenant family. And the, the person who's exploring the Christian faith said, I just want to tell you a comment this person just turned to me and said to me, I am absolutely convinced that the person who made the comment doesn't even remember having made it. But it was one of those moments where in that moment, that person just being him, the light of Jesus just flashed through him to this person who was exploring the Christian faith in a way he never could have known the significance of. And, huh. um, and it touched so deeply in that person's <laughs> life. And, and I, I love that. And I think, yeah. you know, I think God's doing that kind of thing all the time. Hmm. It's so true. Yeah. We just don't know how God will use our actions or yeah. our words in the life right. of someone in our family, in our neighborhood, or yeah. along our route as we go about our day. Yep. So, and the more I am yielded here, the more I am seeking his face here, the more my heart is open to him here, the more, um, the, the clearer my windows and my prisms get. And and the more wherever I go, that will just be happening in ways that I may be aware of and more likely I'm not aware of. And, and I really think that's the, the sweet invitation Paul mm. puts before us in this passage. Mm. Oh, yes. And an invitation. I like that. Um, we could go on. Yes. But we should stop. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll talk all day. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thank you, David, for your time today. Really appreciate. Yeah, it's always a joy to have the time, Michelle. Thank you. And Covenant family, always such a joy to be able to interact with you. And thank you for the beautiful ways that the light of Jesus shines in you. Mm, amen. Thank you for continuing to draw close to Jesus and to live out our calling to live a life of love to love Jesus, to love his people, and to pour out his love on the world. 